Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! All right, welcome back to Thompson. To Clark, the first episode of 2023. Wow. Was your was your New Year's as uh, less as lack of exciting as mine was? No, it was it was crazy because uh, I woke up New Year's Eve morning and I was playing my NBA 2K 21 <laughs> game. We'll not get into that now, but I'm mad at NBA 2K. At but uh, so I was playing my game, having a good time watching the rain and I knew it was going to rain all day long. So I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, maybe I'll run over and do a couple exchanges in the morning. And, uh, and all of a sudden it turned to snow Oof. and it wasn't supposed to until 4 PM, but at about 8 AM it turned to snow. And I thought, Oh no, here we go. And sure enough, we got a foot of snow on new year's Eve. So new year's day was just a lot of uh, shoveling. <laughs> and my my back is still barking at me for doing that. So, <laughs> do you know that there's supposed to be a historical storm hitting the Bay Area starting tomorrow? Yeah, and we just had ours, so we had like the 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 snow part of it, and now this thing is hitting you guys tomorrow, and it's supposed to hit us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the news. I sound like a seventy year old man. I'm gonna go watch the news after this, so I can see the the weather report, right? Because you can't get it anywhere else but on the TV. <laughs> it's so, not like you can't get weather reports from you know websites. <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. So there, there's a. A story on our uh, our ABC affiliate, uh, and it says Wednesday's incoming strong atmospheric river is the first level five in the history of this website's storm impact scale. The wow. NWS is saying this system will cause widespread flooding damage and will likely cause loss of life wow man that's everybody in the bay area be careful i've been through some doozies down there back in the day 95 1995 is the one i can remember and that flooded like everywhere um 
So be careful down there. If you don't, it's probably one of those ones they tell you, if you don't have to go anywhere, don't go anywhere. Just stay home, stay off the roads. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow is also the game that I was going to take my kids to Warriors and Pistons, which means driving into the city. So now we're trying to think of what plan B could be. Um, I've put the tickets up for sale at a discount. So I'm going to be out uh, a a good chunk of money, but now I'm just kind of worried. Like if I even sell them at all, cause who's, if people are paying attention to the weather, you know, they may not. When we were young, we didn't. So that's the thing. We didn't, we didn't pay attention to the weather. We just did whatever when we were young. Or maybe they live in San Francisco. So it's just, you know, there you go. Getting to the, but so, so one of the beat writers, for the Detroit Pistons, my son has been sort of in contact with him, trying to get him as a guest on his podcast. And so he made a joke on Twitter. My son made a joke on Twitter about how this writer is coming into town and no wonder the storm is coming or something like that. And he said that he wonders if the NBA is going to cancel the game. I can't, I can't imagine they cancel mm. a game for a storm. It's- it's possible. I mean, if this is historic, I don't know if you've seen the models, but off the coast, it looks like a hurricane. So, I mean, that you know, they they cancel uh, football games on the uh, East Coast because of hurricanes. So, I, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, because they, again, if they'll they'll do in storms like this, they'll do anything they can to keep people off the roads, and that's a big chunk of people going to those games. So, if they can, you know, they, I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if they canceled. Yeah, so we're trying to now figure out if we can actually go to Saturday's game, and it's still going to be raining on Saturday, but maybe not as terrible as like because tomorrow just looks like maybe the worst weather day, maybe in like our lives or something. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of scary to think about, right? Yeah, which means it just funnels right into here, and it's a warmer storm, so I think we're mostly getting rain, and then we have problems with. We just had this big snowpack event, five feet of snow in the mountains. Then it rains on top of that, and it all just goes right into the Truckee River. And then we have to worry about flooding downtown. Uh, We've had floods downtown since I've lived here, and it's bad. Our building is right next to the river. So uh, there was one day, actually, they told everybody, just do not come in. Courts are closed. Don't even bother trying to make it down here. Um, so we could we could see something like that in the next couple of days too. I have to go to a doctor's appointment at eight tomorrow for my back. So I want to try to make that at least. Yeah, man. Um, all right. There's your weather report for uh, for the week. <laughs> um, okay. So you know we we didn't just get on here to talk about the weather. We got on here nope. to talk about some giants. <laughs> and I wanted to get your thoughts on this because this is a little bit of a kind of a dicey thing I think for Giants fans which is this Carlos Correa situation. I think a lot of Giants fans have pulled back on their anger uh, from what happened when Correa was signed and then he wasn't signed because a little bit more of the story is coming out. I think Zadie is definitely trying to make sure that the fan base understands what they were dealing with. Um, And so the idea of Correa still being out there, the, the Mets have not – I think we all thought the Mets were just going to be like, eh, injury schminjury, like sign them up. And that, that didn't happen. So even even Cohen is, uh, is a little bit more responsible than I think people gave him credit for. Uh, but where, 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 where do you sit with Boris and Correa in 
I guess I'm assuming the reason he's still unsigned is because they want somewhere close to that original deal. But, you know, the 13 years and the or the 12 years, I guess now, uh, 300 and some odd million. I would imagine a lot of teams would be like, you know what? We're in five years, you know, and, and obviously the, the average contract uh, average year would be a little bit higher. But five years or 13 years or 12 years is a big, giant difference when it comes to the risk. And and if you if the Correa side is a little worried about the injury, you want to get those years as well. Um, So, yeah, I'm just wondering where you sit with the whole thing going on with uh, Correa and if he's going to sign and who he's going to sign with. And then Zadie basically saying. You know, I think we're out of talks at this point. I think they want to do something else other than us. Yeah, and, you know, it's really interesting. The latest thing that Ken Rosenthal said was expected deal, um, most likely with the Mets, but expected to look way different than the 12-year, $315 million contract. Uh, he he was, you know, thrown out there also, that, but, you know, there's there's – you know, the feelings on both sides too, because if you're going to lock up a player and you had him at 12 years, 315, and all of a sudden you're like, well, here's five years, you know, whatever. Um, maybe there's some bad feelings w- with that as well. Uh, but, you know, again, behind the scenes negotiation, I'm sure they're, they've been in talks, they're talking, um, you know, of course the disheartening thing that came out of the Zadie interview was that, uh, you know, we are don't don't expect us to be in it anymore. Um, he's turned his uh, his uh, looks and 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 he's focused on a deal elsewhere. He wants to be somewhere else. Um, but but you know, the more you listen to that interview, um, when Zadie says that you know we contacted Boris as soon as he got off of the plane on December nineteenth at five p.m., the press conference wasn't until eleven a.m. the next day. So it's not like I don't think Boris's account of everybody was dressed and ready to go and about to go to the ballpark. And then the Giants called it off. Zadie said there was no 11th hour call off. We wouldn't do that. We we were doing our due diligence and, and we said, hey, there's a flag here. We want to talk about it. Um, the one thing I don't get, though, is Zadie did make that comment about how. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it might not have been, you know, Carlos and family ready. And it, there was some question already, even before then. Yeah. But still, the Giants didn't cancel that thing until the morning. So it's not like that night they were like, hey, we're, we're, we're going to have to cancel this press conference. Um, so I, I, I sort of understand what he's saying to make it sound, you know, because Boris Society is making it sound like they canceled at the last minute. But they kind of canceled it at the last minute if you only cancel it three hours before the thing is supposed to start unless there was some mixed communication with giants PR and all that. Like that's the stuff that we don't know, but they really did cancel it that morning. They they did, but maybe I, I'm just looking at this. I, cause I'm starting to soften on the whole thing a little bit. You know, we were all emotional. We were angry. It was uh what five days before Christmas. We were edgy family coming in from out of town, all that stuff. <laughs> we were getting all amped up. So, um, you know, I'm softening on a, a little bit. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe they had another deal, and they and they thought, well, Boris might go for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, here here's our concern with the medical. 
Boris and, and company might go for this deal mm-hmm. and we'll still have the press conference tomorrow morning. Uh, and it just never materialized it, it. You know, like like Zadie said, we had a difference of opinion on the medical. I'm sure it was. This is what we're concerned with. And Boris said, not a concern. We're not budging from the 13 350. And that was the end of it. Uh, OK, so other parts of this. Um, uh, Zadie said and I'll, I'll just mention the quote um so i do so he says but our understanding as it's been reported is that they're focused on a deal elsewhere so i think the chances of a deal with us at this point are pretty unlikely based on their position and if rosenthal is correct that the mets are still top, top of the line there um then that that is probably correct but you know you, you kind of wonder how pushy can Boris be at this point? He's not in the leverage position that he was, you know, yeah. where he was, he he had the dandy of the, of the entire free agency after judge got signed. And it was like, okay, who wants him? It's going to be hefty. So he's not in, he's not in the, in the top position of leverage there. Uh, and, and the, this, I want I, in the back of my head, I wondered if Farhan was just like pulling out of the negotiation, which meant that, there was no leverage that you could use the Giants for. And so it was kind of like a little bit of a a game with Boris. And then now it's just the Mets and Boris. And at some point, if the thing still is is frustrating, then maybe the Giants can sneak back in. That was kind of what was in the back of my head. But uh, I don't I don't know if Farhan really wants to see his name uh, 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 trending on Twitter anymore just by the... Because <laughs> it's like now I, I know... Based on the facts that have come out, based on the information that comes out, we should definitely give the Giants a little bit more benefit of the doubt. Yeah. However, I'm still frustrated that they had the most money to spend out of everyone, and they failed to get the top two guys, and they failed to get a top pitcher. Now, you could say, oh, you know, Manea and Stripling, like maybe together they are worth, you know, X pitcher, and and maybe that's fine. But I, I, just, I don't look at it that way because – uh, you you paid two guys who are looking to improve, and so they can move on next year. And so, thus, you know, instead of signing Radon to a six year deal or whatever, you're signing these guys to a, to a one year deal. Then you got to try this all over again. And maybe it is Kyle Harrison. You're giving him that that one year to to be ready or whatever. But I, I still see that that as a frustrating scenario for me, which is the common narrative is that the Giants can't bring home the big one and that only gets worse next year because the big one is Shohei and really getting judge or Correa this year was really to set that table to also grab Otani to show Otani like hey we're building something here dude you want to be a part of this and now you're telling Otani "Mm, I'm not quite sure what we are at this point and that can't that can't be good for them next year. No, definitely not. But you also have to look at it too and say, well, you know, the Giants could have gotten Judge or Correa, probably not both. They could have gotten one or the other, and they would have had to gone 162 games this season and made the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. You can't just make you can't just grab Judge, grab a couple of pitchers, uh, Haniger, and, and then all and then say, well, we're going to go. 
you know, get into the playoffs and lose in the first round. Cause I think Shohei might look at that and say, well, Mets are a deep team. Mets have a lot of talent. Mets can, are going to have those guys for a long time. And they're so willing to pay top, top dollar. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, when you look at it now, it's going to be the Dodgers and it's going to be the Mets. Of course, the Padres are going to come in with a blank check like they always do, but I, I don't. <laughs> they're they're going to have to make some trades in the offseason. They're going to have to dump some salary, I think, in order to get Shohei. Um, Unless they're willing to go that far over the luxury tax, like uh, you know, like the Mets are, but but that's the other thing too. Is let's say Correa, they finally say, okay, twelve years, three fifteen. Let's just do it, and they're that far over the threshold. I know they're going to lose Scherzer's um, salary, 50, yeah, fit, and in a couple of years they're going to lose, and like one more year they're going to lose uh, Verlander, uh, Verlander's salary. But is that still? Do they still have enough money to get Shohei? I mean, I know Mets fans laugh at that and say, of course we do. Look what we've done. But, I mean, in reality, I don't know how far over Cohen wants to go, especially if they have a season this year where same thing happens. They get into the playoffs and they lose in the first round. Then then you look at it and say, well, we're spending all this money. We can't even get to the World Series. Um, why are we going to continue to spend this money? I think you're just you're spending it to give yourself a shot. And as as we've seen with how good the Dodgers have been, they've really only won one championship, and that was in the bubble. And that was yeah. you know, and that's been since you know what 1988. So you're talking about a team yeah. who for the last you know 10 years has been doing everything correctly, and they still only got one. So I think it's really just the opportunity to get there. And then on the flip side, maybe you're the same thing with the Giants. You're like, oh, yeah, we just need to get we just need the opportunity to get there and we can do it by not like killing the entire future of of what our team could be. I don't know. I I, I see it as inability to close the deal, which has got to be frustrating for them. I get that part. But it's the the fans understand more than ever what the opportunities are because we have more information. Yeah. We we are reading the writers. We know the salaries of these guys. And Zadie came out in in the beginning of a free agency, right? And he's like, We're gonna be in. We're you know, we're gonna be involved in all these top guys. And at the end of the day, the top guy that they got is either Hanniger or Conforto, depending on who you think is the better player. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's the thing too, because the Giants could start out the season 24 and 12 with this team. And then all of a sudden the narrative is going to be, well, we didn't need to spend all this money on Correa and judge. So I I think we need to get through the first month or two of the season, the first, I don't know, 50 games or so, and just kind of see where this team is at. Uh, and, And then you'll know, what their track is at that point. Are they going to start looking towards youth? Uh, are they going to start uh, moving the players? Like if Manea is having a great first half of the season, if Stripling's having a, a great first half of the season, they're going to start looking at moving those players. Um, Cause really, I mean, it, it, you know, if let's say Stripling's having a great season um, like he had last year, two years, 25 million, and he's got an opt out after one, that could scare some teams like it did with Rodon. I think the Giants kind of hurt themselves there with trying to trade him uh, uh, around the All-Star break. And also, they, they were doing well enough. They were still kind of in the hunt. Um, but I, I think that kind of hurt them because uh, teams said, well, we can get Rodon, but he's 
only going to be here the rest of the season, then he's going to opt out, um, which is fine. Again, I mean, teams rent players all the time. And I think the Giants have a lot, a lot of good rental players um, going into uh, the All-Star. And that's not what you want to hear as a Giants fan. I mean, we don't want to sit there and say we, we have a team full of rentals. I mean, yeah. again, we sound like the A's at, at that point where it's just – we got some talented players and we're not going to be in it, but we've got some players for some other teams and then we'll take your prospects. Uh, but we've also not been very great at trading for prospects either. The last couple of seasons, um, we end up turning around and trading them or, uh, they just, you know, don't quite pan out. So the giants had to say goodbye to Evan Longoria, who signed a one year deal with Arizona. They also had to say goodbye to Tommy Listella, and they got to eat the last year of that deal. That was the first uh, three-year contract given to a player in the Zadie era. And maybe the one that hurts the most, at least it hurts me because of how long he was with this organization, is Brian Sabian. Today, it came out that Brian Sabian uh, accepted a deal to be, uh, what is he going to be, an, an assistant to uh, an advisor? No, he was an advisory advisor with the Giants. And I think he's going to be like an assistant to Cashman or something with uh, the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one because he was with the organization since 93. Um, GM since 97. Uh, that was his first year as GM, right? 97, when he started wheeling and dealing. Just went a little crazy out there. Um, but yeah, that, that's a tough one because you, you kind of see Bochy's gone. Uh, I mean, he's been gone for a few years, but now he's back in the majors with another team, the Rangers. Sabian's gone. Uh, Brandon Belt is gone. Buster Posey is gone, even though he's with ownership now. Um, Brandon Crawford's in his last season, possibly with the Giants. Uh, so it, it's just kind of the whole regime, everything uh, is kind of dismantled at this point. And now it truly is uh, Farhan Zaidi's, uh, you know, team at this point in terms of, of personnel and, and management. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a tough one, but again, I think the worst part is like uh, Maria Guardado uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter had reported that uh, she said Brian Sabian said he expected to do more and be more involved in his advisory role with the Giants, but it didn't turn out that way. So he decided to take off. And that's that's kind of a tough one, too, because the Giants are an organization that's known for taking care of their people, especially their legends. And I would think, I personally think Brian Sabian is a, is a legend. I mean, what he did with the, for the Giants in 10, 12, and 14, um, and then kickstarting things in 97 with the Jeff Kent trade and just kind of, you know, uh, b- being a mover and a shaker, um, you know, so that, that kind of hurts because you, you thought maybe he'd be around for a long time. But uh, off to off to the the evil empire. So you bring up that Kent trade. It is mid November, nineteen ninety six. Brian Sabian traded a giant fan favorite in Matt Williams, and he had to go on and say the quote, "I am not an idiot." <laughs> Because <laughs> the Bay Area was so hot after trading Matt Williams. And, you know, he even said at that point, he said, look, Matt Williams hasn't even been healthy for, for two years. 
Damn. And we've been paying him, you know, $13.5 million per season. And so they trade for uh, Jose Vizcaino and Jeff Kent and was and Tavares, Julio, Julian Tavares. Yeah. And I loved that guy. I loved him as a reliever. And he the Giants also got back uh, a million bucks. And so, you know, this is his. Uh, this is an opportunity for him to kind of, you know, he came from the Yankees and so they hire him and and he's got, you know, this, this first big opportunity and the fan base sports radio, everybody hates it. So he, his, uh, his quote here, and you know, this is sort of like Zadie, like explaining things. And so, you know, this is G this is a uh, GM speak, right? Like, like it's a lot of it is dollars and cents and the fans don't want to hear it at that time. He said, we had two players in Matt Williams and Barry Bonds at the high end of the salary structure. That was a drag on our payroll with that set up hard to fill the roster with quality players. We're so far behind LA and San Diego in terms of talent on the roster, how things have not changed. Yeah. And we can't go through a tear down and rebuild program, which is what you just said. They never really did that. That, you know, they would, they would bounce back the next year and, and try and compete, which I think the fan base is thankful for, mm-hmm. uh, even Absolutely. if they weren't able to to compete because there were some rough years, you know, post bonds before Lincecum. Um, And we were trying to get ready for a new stadium, which was coming. And if we don't win, we won't draw. And nowadays, even if they do win, they, they don't draw because they don't have that that star player. So it kind of almost circles back to, to 1987. Uh, and it's like, yeah, they had bonds. So that that helped. Um, that trade, obviously, was very good trade. Matt Williams would go on and play in the World Series for the Indians, I think, the very next year. Um, and yep. then uh, so so in 97, the Giants win the division. They win it again in 2000, 2003, 2010, 2012 under Sabian's realm. Four pennants, winning three of those World Series. And yeah, man, just uh, what a nice resume for Brian Sabian. And, you know, we give a lot of credit to Boach. We love Boach, right? The players, Lincecum and Madison Bumgarner. And I think Sabian is probably the guy who's maybe a little bit left out in those conversations sometimes. And uh, so it's good to see him still in you know doing things now he's back in the in the big apple bochi's back coaching uh in texas so every little bit of uh of those world series teams is 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 just leaving and leaving and then and then if belt uh at if he if they don't re-sign him then that's another one and you know we have sort of uh just one left with Brandon Crawford. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's tough, man. But you know what? We went through it. We go through this all the time because like, you know, thinking about it around 91, 92, we lose Boogie Bear, right? We lose Kevin Mitchell. Yeah. And, you know, so we're kids and we're like, Kevin Mitchell's gone. What, what's going on here? And then, and then the one that killed me was when we lost Jeffrey Leonard, um, traded him to the Mariners. I think it was for Ernest, the furnace Riles. There we go. Um, Mr. Mr. 10,000th home run in Giants history. Um, and, and then a couple years later, it was Will Clark gone and then Jeff Kent gone. So we've been through it before. And, and you know, this is, 
I don't know. It's so hard to say because we want to say like we're building for the future right now. We're we're building this team. But I don't know how you build on one-year deals. Mm-hmm. So that's or two-year deals with one-year opt-out. So that's yeah. Yeah. that's the hard part. I think Giants fans are really having a tough time with it right now. And I don't blame. I don't blame all the Giants fans, myself, you. I don't blame all of us for being frustrated at this yeah. point because a year or two I can put up with that. Yeah, but if we've got to put up with this for eight or nine or ten years, I'm going to revolt at some point. <laughs> I, I, we we cannot do that. I want a player signed to a seven year deal, lock up Webb for like an eight or nine year deal. <laughs> get Kyle Harrison up here, give him one good year. I want to see some good numbers, and then lock him up for eight or nine. Years. I want we want people to root for. I want new jerseys. Look yeah, at these jerseys. Exactly. That's Jeffrey Leonard. That's that's Willie Mays. I need a newer jersey, <laughs> you know. But I don't know who to buy. I yet could buy a Brandon Crawford, but is he going to be here next year? But yeah. I don't, probably not. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you 100%. And we'll get that we'll get to that a little bit more uh in our last segment which will be about resolutions for us for this podcast and and for our Giants. Uh but before that, I want to talk about the off season and I don't know that they're done. W- you know, right. not, we we don't know that they're done. They could make a trade. There could be some smaller things out there as far as uh bringing guys in, especially because there does seem to be a little bit of a hole in center field. Now, you know, uh, Yastrzemski can definitely play there. Uh, defensively, I think we'd be okay with him. But if he hits like 215 again, uh, and he's they're running him out there for, you know, 450 to 500 at-bats, I don't, I don't know that that's going to be too fantastic. So no. we'll, we'll, we'll see what it is. But if the offseason ended today, here are the players. They added Jock Peterson on the qualifying deal. Mm-hmm. They added Mitch Hanniger. They added Michael Conforto to a one and one. Uh, the the uh, they added uh, Taylor Rogers. They added Sean Manea and Ross Stripling both to one and ones. So Conforto, Manea, and Stripling more than likely will not be on this team next year. And if they are not, not next year in twenty twenty four. And if they are on this team next year, that means they sucked in 2023. <laughs> so th- yeah. that's who we added for next season. Who do we lose? We-, we lost Radon, who had a fantastic season, one of the best pitching seasons in recent memory, for- starting pitching seasons for the San Francisco Giants. We lost Evan Longoria. And, I mean, we didn't really lose Sabian, but... I mean, he he sort of he sort of counts. Yeah, and I mean, it was, apparently we found out he wasn't doing much. <laughs> yeah, so the last October thirty first, he's been he's been gone. <laughs> and then you know, Listella, who also didn't do anything. I mean, Listella was probably a minus uh, WAR player for us in his yeah. uh, full history with the Giants. Not okay, probably. <laughs> so that is that's the scorecard there. The way that I look at this is. The flip side is uh, adding Judge and Correa to that unit makes it an A-plus offseason. Subtracting Judge or Correa from that unit makes it a little bit different. And I I don't want to say this was a failed offseason because I do think that they improved from last year's roster. But is it a is it an improvement in the C-plus range? Is it an improvement in the B minus range? Where do you sit with this? 
I think it's an improvement. I got to go with a C plus at this point. Uh, I, I'd love to see more. Uh, I don't know what else can be done at this point because yeah. we'll, I mean, maybe we'll touch on a possible uh, Brian Reynolds trade, but I, that's, I, it's not going to happen. We're going to get to that, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, Taylor Rogers, I think, was huge. That that was big for the Giants bullpen. Uh, they could still use more arms in the bullpen. You know, they're going to get uh, a couple of waiver wire guys, um, and and plus they have so many uh, you know young arms in the minors that they can still. Does Junior Marte does he get better next season? I don't know. Um, but just looking at the additions that and subtractions of the Giants that happened to them this off season. I, I can only go a C plus. I can't go more than a C plus. I'm with you. I think it's a C plus and I want, I want to say it could even be worse because you're signing Conforto essentially for one year. And yeah. so Hanniger on a three-year deal or Conforto on a three-year deal, who would you rather have? On a three-year deal and without the opt-out? Yes. Honestly, Hanniger. I think okay. that's the better of the two players. I, I, I like Hanniger a lot better. Um, he's, I mean, they're both banged up. They're both injured players or coming off of injuries. I shouldn't, I, I don't know. They're not injured right now, but they're both coming off of injuries and uh, Conforto's was more serious, but I, I think I'd rather definitely have uh, uh, a on the three year. That's interesting because I am. <sighs> I, the, my worry about Hanniger is he is the uh, right-handed jock probably going to be better defensively, but yeah. Well, yeah, just the swoony kind of offense. Right. So mm -hmm. super hot. And then, you know, goes through this cold spell. Um, if Conforto, obviously we, we don't know if he's going to be healthy or not. I, I just see his bat as a little bit more electric for that park. And I, I, who knows? Maybe maybe he doesn't have that great. Maybe he has an okay season, and and the Giants are like, okay, we're going to take this this money that that we're paying you, and we're going to move it on somewhere else. So I think that's kind of the question mark for me. Is uh, if you could, would would they have signed Conforto uh, to a longer deal just so that he is around for a while? We don't have to do this dance again. But there's risk in doing that yeah. too because I, he is he is hurt. Or he has and that's the, and that's the thing is I I would have been totally fine with them also giving Conforto a three year deal both of I'll take both of them at a three year deal um, yes there's risk in both players but for the money that they're giving uh, it's not that much you can still continue to build your team especially if you have good pitching that comes in and you can squeak out a couple more runs per game another run and a half per game another two runs per game. Um, and, and the Giants could be a playoff team. It, it's I don't think it's that far off. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it almost feels, and, and it had to be from the Conforto camp too. It had to be like, hey, 
He just needs a place where after a year, if he's had a good year, he wants to get back out on the market again. And so the Giants probably said, oh, okay, well, we're that place. I don't know if, I don't know if you've heard, but we're that place. So <laughs> exactly. I'm sure that's how the negotiation went down exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So next thing here and the last thing really – well, actually, no, two more things because you mentioned the Brian Reynolds thing. So we had already talked about this because we had asked uh, – our friend, uh, our friend Roger, what it would take to trade him and or trade for Brian Reynolds. Sorry. And he sent us a laundry list of players. Now, right. this trade uh, that um, one of the I, I think uh, Jim Jim Bowden, I think he asked uh, for fans to to put together trade deals for uh, for for the the mailbag that that he did. And the fan said the Pirates get um, Kyle Harrison, Luis Matos, Will Bednar, and Sam Long. Now, I think in the the Roger deal, that Roger Munter deal, he had um, – who else did he have in there in this deal? Oh, let me go back and look at it. Hang on one second. Uh, he had um, – Kyle Harrison, Lewis Matos, Will Bednar, and Slingin' Sammy Long. And we would get Reynolds and Yaver Paguero. Right. That, yeah, that's that's what right. this this writer or this fan asked Bowden. In Rogers' deal, he also had Luciano in there. Oh, and I think gotcha. I think maybe Bednar wasn't in there or something. So but but he yeah. had the both both prospects. Now for the Giants to trade for Kyle Harrison or trade Kyle Harrison, I think they probably need one of the top 15 players in baseball, which Brian Reynolds is not. Now, the thing that's attractive about Brian Reynolds, you still have the three years uh, of his contract that you don't have to worry about. You have him on the books for three years. So that is attractive. And that's why Pittsburgh will probably ask for so much and just sort of be like, yeah, you know, last year was an off year. The year before is really who he is. Um, but that, that trade. So they, they asked that trade and, and uh, good old Bowden said, uh, I like your trades proposal from the pirates perspective, but certainly would not from the Giants side. In fact, I wouldn't even do Harrison straight up for Reynolds. That was super interesting. Yeah. I like I liked what he said there. Um, the uh, the other guy who was kind of judging the the trade said uh, it's it would be great to have the Bednar family reunion, but the proposal seems clunky and unworkable, and you wouldn't trade your highly touted shortstop unless you really thought O'Neill Cruz was going to be a shortstop. So it sounds like they <laughs> yeah. they he may not be. So that that was that was their their. Uh, great on that trade, and you know, but just the fact that about Bowden said Harrison, not even straight up for Reynolds, that makes me believe Harrison's value around baseball is even higher than we believe. Like that is big time. Yeah, yeah, that, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, first off, I would never do that deal. Uh, totally agree with Jim Bowden on that. And, uh, and, and I listened to, I, I've been listening to him for years and years and years, um, on MLB network radio. And we kind of had this uh, on the same wavelength when it comes to that type of stuff. But, um, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, I'm just looking at the names on there. Can can you imagine losing in one deal for a player we've had in the past? <laughs> Kyle Harrison, it's Matos. Like, yeah, three of your top seven yeah. or eight prospects or whatever. Yeah, that's insane, man. I, I it's yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hypotheticals right now. I'll take Yaz in center field. Uh, if that's what it takes to get Brian Reynolds. What if Reynolds I'll, grows back the mustache, though? Mm, oh. No, but then Yaz had a mustache yeah. at some point. Yeah, too, Yaz so. had a better mustache. Yeah. Get out of here, Brian Reynolds. We yeah. don't need your mustache. We already have <laughs> one. One fantastic one. Um, yeah, I love the hypotheticals this time of year because now the big free agents are gone, and now you start throwing out the, what about – this guy for these eight prospects and you're sitting there going, no, especially when we don't get judge or, or Correa, uh, you don't want to get desperate. You certainly absolutely at this point of the season, do not want to get desperate and start just throwing your prospects into deals uh, to fill a hole. Um, when, I mean, is Brian Reynolds going to make it so that this is a playoff team? All of a sudden you lose all those players and then you're a playoff team. I, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. But, you know, if you look at the roster, the Giants don't have, because Grant Brisby just did this thing where he looked at, like, wh- who the Giants have plugged in at certain positions and, and where they would rank. Uh, I forget who did the rankings. I don't know if it was fan graphs or, or whatever. But I don't, I, don't, I don't think that they had any, like, players uh, in the top 10 at, at an everyday position uh, in the right. league. So it was all like mid. No. So it was all like you know fifteen to twenty, and, and in some cases even worse. So you can't, like you said, you can't just plug Brian Reynolds in and then you're like, yep, now we're in the playoffs. Like it's gonna, no. it's gonna be more tinkering and, and more things. And uh, Kyle Harrison is a dude, and I hope that, uh, I hope that you know we haven't had great luck with a lot of this of late when it comes right. to these prospects. You know, uh, you 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 we've we're waiting for some of these guys to, to come up and, and he may be the, the first one, but you know, Joey Bart, who's been, you know, Joey Bart's been, he's been a C, you know, a C minus, uh, you still have hope for him and you still like him because, you know, team draft him with the number two pick, but you know, he obviously does not look like the second coming of Mike Piazza in any way. No, so. no, he's looking more like it's him and Patrick Bailey. I mean, Patrick Bailey's <laughs> got great defense, and, and so it's like just plug him in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can get if you can get like two good months out of Joey Bart at that point, do you trade him and go? Well, we got Patrick Bailey, and uh, Joey Bart could crash and burn after these two months, so sell him while he's hot. Or maybe you just have know, these man. these draft picks to. The you know I think Bailey's a technically a switch hitter, but yeah. you know just have him play the late innings behind the dish and yeah. you know hit against uh, certain righties and when when you don't want Bart to to take those those big time strikeouts I don't know that that that's yeah, probably I, not even a a plus WAR player offensively you put those two guys together but no and I think Giants fans are kind of getting a little tired of platoons I think we've seen enough platoons lately that's why we were so excited about Judge and Correa because you're like those are 162 game players right there yeah plug them in don't even look back you don't gotta worry about it yeah instead we have Conforto Hanniger and and now and and you know look around the infield JD Davis Brandon Crawford uh, Tyro Estrada, Lamont Wade Jr. at first. Uh, so you're looking, that's uh, those are platoon players. We have a lot of platoon players, which is yep. good, 
it's good for the matchups if it's working. Yep. If you make that move late in the game and you get a strikeout in a key situation, fans are going to start saying, we could have had Correa in that spot and he would be in there and he'd play all nine innings and everything would have gone well. But, you know, hypotheticals. Yeah, the platoon stuff. And and Kapler said, it's not going away. They're even no. more excited about the, the, the <laughs> platoon stuff. It's like, all right. Salivating. <laughs> Okay, so last uh, last segment of the show before we get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Andy McCullough, writer for The Athletic, did a resolutions piece for every single team in the league. And for the Giants, he said the one resolution for the Giants is to extend Logan Webb, which you mentioned earlier in, in this yeah. show. And so I like the idea of, of giving the Giants uh, a resolution, but I also wanted each of us to say what our resolutions are. I actually have two. Um, and then, uh, and then you know, also do one for the podcast. So let's do one for the Giants, and then okay. let's do one for ourselves, and then we'll, we can do one for the podcast. Okay. Uh, why don't you go ahead and go first for the Giants? Okay, for the Giants, I want to see a resolution from them to play with more life and more passion. Last year was dreary. It was sad. It was an 81 and 81 team. It was flat. That's a tie. I mean, you, you, we, everybody knows how much we love ties in sports when you're just even and, and you're not better and you're not worse. Um, I think they were just shell-shocked after the 107-win season uh, and then starting out cold, lots of injuries, players just not playing up to their potential. But there was just... So much emotion. There's good and and coming up. So we're looking at bookending this this off season. The playoffs that we just saw, the expanded playoffs, and then the World Series. The emotion in those games in Philly, in those games in Houston, in San Diego. Uh, I mean, just it was so fun to watch. So excited in Cleveland. Cleveland had crazy crowds. All that emotion, the players' emotion on the fields, the pounding of the chest, um, stealing a base, standing up, getting the crowd going. Giants need that because you're gonna. You saw that at the end of the season. Now we have the off season. Now here comes the World Baseball Classic, right? Here, yeah. Here we go, Team USA. Yeah. Right, Team USA. Um, there's gonna be emotion. The Venezuelan players, the Puerto Rican players. I mean, it's gonna be insane. So then the Giants can't come out there and just go, ho-hum, base hit, all right, yay, we scored a run. There needs to be life. There needs to be life from the crowd. There needs to be life on the field. So that is my long-winded New Year's resolution for the Giants. Life and passion in baseball. I want it back in San Francisco. I think ours kind of connect with each other. So I... Now, this is not going to happen this year. So this is sort of a res resolution to, to uh, roster building in, in the future. They need to put together a roster that's attractive long-term to the big-time players. The yeah. one-and-done stuff is fine, or the one-and-one one stuff is fine. If you're on the cusp of being in the playoffs every year, and you need to add like a player here and there, but we can't be the farm system for players to rehab their careers. No. Absolutely. Shohei Otani does not want to go to a team 
that wants to rehab players so they can go elsewhere and get money. Right. And as we've seen with Judge, even if you offer the m- most money, you just become the leverage that the main team, that the player uses against the team that they want to go to, which we saw. Uh, build a roster with flexibility as well as long-term sustainability. I'm not saying you can't do the stuff that we're talking about with, you know, the righty lefty stuff and, you know, the one and the one and one, like you can, you know, you can have those kind of players if they're necessary to plug in, but you need the long-term sustainability of the players because how else are, any how else are Giants fans, young Giants fans, going to be creative, created? You know, the Warriors are out here. You have Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond. The 49ers have been, um, they haven't been good every year, but they're definitely building a squad and a roster of players, which in football is kind of hard to build a roster and to it's kind of hard. keep them around for a little while just because of the way the cap works. But imagine a Trey Lance or a Brock Purdy, the quarterback for the next five years, like that five years, the Giants are going to have a completely brand new roster in five years <laughs> if they keep going the same way. Right. So yeah. that is that is my resolution for them is we can do some of this goofy stuff, but let's also pull back on it and, and let's really look into uh, long-term sustainability with some of the, some of these teams that that's yeah I, I like the one-year deals I like the one-year opt-outs but but man not when it's two-thirds of your outfield you know or 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 three-ninths of your what is that one-third yeah I'm bad at math one-third of your lineup is you know uh, three players in there are one-year deals and and uh, two fifths of your starting rotation is on a one year deal. That's it's it's hard to swallow as a fan. So yeah, I'm with you. That needs to that all needs to change. All right. What about for you? What is what is the resolution for yourself here? So when you said pick a resolution, I don't I don't do resolutions. I'm not a resolution I don't really do them either. person. Yeah, I don't because I can't I, I can't do the I'm gonna eat less carbs this way. No, <laughs> and I and I think that's why I, I can maintain my health so much is because I always just like if I am eating too many carbs in July, I go, Okay, I need to stop that. And yeah, I just pull back. So so you and I are on the same way, wavelength when it comes to health. And if yeah. we need to cut back on something, we cut back on something. But there is something I would like to do more this year. Uh, in the pandemic year, I did it a lot more. Um, and as things have opened up, I've done it a lot less now. But I would like to consume more uh, print media. Uh, hmm. I'm, I'm not good at – I was great. I read probably eight books the year of the pandemic, 2020. Uh, last year, I think I read two. And then uh, – and I'm <laughs> – and one I started in July, and I'm still working on it. So that <laughs> one I'd like to finish. And then, and then I have some favorite authors and new books coming out. I have a list of books, um, some great rock documentaries. I have the Slash uh, book. I have the one from the the drummer from the Black Crows. So I have so many books I'd love to get to. Um, and and so that's my resolution: more print media, uh, more magazine. I love magazines, um, but I'll even take them in digital form. So uh, you yeah, Apple add, News. Oh, you get all these magazines and apple exactly guitar player magazine i love um men's health uh wired uh sound and vision all of those so so that's my resolution get back more into um uh, print media yeah i'm I'm with you on kind of the way to do it so okay i I have two 
The first one will relate a little bit to this podcast because, as, as I haven't mentioned, we haven't mentioned what we are, we are drinking here yet. But I there sent you, you a note the other day, and I was like, you know what? I just want to get more into scotch. Like, I, yeah. I've enjoyed the bourbon. This podcast has been a really big thing for for me to get into bourbon and to just think about trying new stuff because i know every monday or tuesday we're going to have a segment in which you know we share what we're drinking scotch has been a little bit i think when i was younger and i was sort of trying to get into bourbon i think i just mixed it up with oh yeah bourbon and scotch they're like the same thing and scotch's taste is a little different it's not i think i feel like bourbon is easier to adapt to if you're not a whiskey drinker like i don't know if it's the difference in in the mash or whatever but it 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 it, for taste buds for me it was a little easier to kind of get into it and scotch was always a little bit harder i was like oh gosh i i want to try this and then i was like "Eh, it's not that great but now over the years uh, i think my taste buds have definitely changed and i want to get into scotch more so um so I bought a couple of just cheap ones at the grocery store because they didn't have a good selection. A lot of it was gone. So I'm going to have to get to a Total Wine or or, or order some because I want to get some of the stuff that, that you have. But I'm also – I also what I also wanted to do is just learn more. And so I started following some YouTube accounts of like just scotch and whiskey and – and That's different, you know, different, di- you know, different alcohols and 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 liquors to to just to learn because they there's so many of these great websites and these guys got like million subscribers on their channels. I'm like, man, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, so that's one of them. And the second one, and uh, so you and I like the app uh, that comes with our phones called uh, Apple Fitness Plus. Yes, and so love it. I've been resisting a little bit because I'm so sad that I can't really lift heavy weights anymore. I have an issue with my right my right arm. I'm not sure what the injury is, but if I lift a little heavy, uh, there's a pain near the bicep tricep area. Oh, and yeah. then if if it gets bad, like my fingers start to tingle, like it kind of gets a little, a little numb and like dead. So I'm like, okay, that that's tells me that I can't really lift heavy weights right now. I talked to someone, a doctor, I'm like, oh, maybe it's the neck. I'm like, I hope it's not the neck. <laughs> yeah, it could be a pinched nerve that goes down. It's possible. And I do have those issues where I kind of yeah. get that that little pinched nerve, you know, once, Try a, once a, a month. Acupuncture. Yeah. So so there there could be a couple different things going on. But what I what I thought, and I don't know why I never thought about this before, but they have the strength workouts on Apple Fitness mm-hmm. Plus. And if I just go light, I still get a little bit of that weightlifting rush that I, that is yeah. so addictive. And so I think that's what I'm going to do. And, you know, I, I like the hit stuff. I don't because of my knees. It's a little bit harder uh, on the knees when I do the hit stuff. Um, but the strength workouts with lighter weights may be the way for me to get back into this thing. So that is my other goal, which is to go back to doing strength workouts, just doing them a little smarter than I yeah. than I did five years ago when I was a little bit younger. So th- those are those are my two. So Scotch that's, and uh, Apple Fitness Plus. That's what I discovered last year, and I started to get into the Apple Fitness Plus 
weightlifting, um, you know, the, the weights, yeah. because a lot of it, there's pushups, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. And with Apple fitness plus and in, in the weights, there's three categories. You can do upper body, you can do lower body, or you can do total body and they mix in upper and lower in those. And so if my legs are really bad one week, I'll do Monday, Wednesday, Friday of upper body. Mm -hmm. And if I'm good the next week, I'll pick a totally different exercise, but I'll do the same one three times in one week because then you can see the progress by the time you do the third one, you feel good about it. Um, and I'm only, I mean, I'm 50 years old almost. And so I'm doing like my heavies or 15s, you know, 15 dumbbells. And then, you know, my mids are 12 and my lights <laughs> are 10, but you know, it keeps my shoulders strong. I, I went out and shoveled for two hours the other day, felt fine after a little sore in the forearm. But other than that, totally fine. You're going to love it. Once you get into it, you're going to see, Oh man, I should have been doing this for years. Yeah, exactly. All right. Now for this podcast, this one is a little bit harder because, you know, we've been doing a good job. We don't take weeks off. If if Brad is on vacation or I'm on vacation, we kind of record something on the weekend or we, you know, we double it up so that we have a consistent amount of shows. And this is episode 133. So that's that's not bad at all. For, that's, you know, to, that's great. You know, just to keep on the consistency. And I have a, a thing where I don't like to go dark. I don't like having an off week. So that's not even the resolution. We, we're just going to keep going weekly as, as best as we can, unless something happens, because something could always happen. The resolution, I think what I would like to do is get w at least one baseball writer from a national outlet uh and, and some of that is going to be like how how much it means to them right because we're a small yeah. channel still we're a small podcast these guys don't have a ton of time to do this kind of you know marketing stuff and to come and, and, and answer questions but there's got to be opportunities out there we have connections with uh, darren chan from KMBR, who i'm actually going to see in march um he and I are going to hang out in March. So there may be some opportunities there. And, you nice. know, I, I know, you know, I, I have a good buddy who works for the ringer and, you know, maybe I can kind of get, get some, get some stuff going on there. Uh, the, 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 their stuff. So that's going to be my, my, my one goal is for you and I to get uh, a, a national writer to come and talk some smart stuff about the giants. Now, that is not to say that we haven't had good guests because we've actually picked it up lately. We we were the bad luck charm for San Jose State uh, and Justin uh, Algiers, uh, and then when they lost their bowl game, uh, and then you know, but but then, basketball they've been doing good. Yes, so you I'm can't. Actually, so, I, I yeah. actually, I wanted to go to a game this weekend, but if I don't go to the Warriors game tomorrow night, I think I'm going to try to go to the Warriors game Saturday night, and that was going to be my night to go see San Jose State. Oh, okay. Uh, so that might not happen, but uh, yeah, they're yeah. playing really well. Um, we, we had, uh, Charles who, who told the story last week, you know, so we've had some, some pretty cool, uh, opportunities to talk to folks. And of course, earlier this year, we talked to Jeff young who, uh, who helped us break down the craziness of the, the beginning of free agency and Darren again, Darren will, I'm sure Darren will want to come on with us at some point before yeah. the giant season starts. I'll be in touch with him and we'll, we'll get him back on. So that is my promise is that I'm going to work hard and try and see if we can get uh, a more national writer to come on with us and, uh, and talk giants. I think that that'll be fun. 
I think I, I like that. I think that's great. And uh, I know it, it it's fun to have, you know, some of the, the guests like that on who are national because uh, we cover the Giants. I mean, we talk about the Giants. That's that's our thing. But this year with so many rule changes coming, so many different things that are going to happen in the game of baseball. It'd be, it'd be nice to have somebody on that we can also talk to the game, the the state of the game and, and how things have changed and, and what they see for the future of the game. I think when I look at, again, I don't do resolutions, but I think this year, and I think Farhan forced my hand, I'm not going to be as positive. I'm not going to be spitting things for us as much as I have the last couple of years because it is time to get critical. This yes. is the year, man. This is the year that we were told we have lots of money to spend and we're going to go out and we're going to, and nobody's out of our price range. Well, people might not be out of your price range, but a couple Big guys didn't want to come here uh, for one for one reason or another. It just kind of played out that way. Yeah. So I think I think my my positive spin on things. Not like I'm just going to be an old curmudgeon. I'm not going to all of a sudden turn fifty in July and just grab my cane and start <laughs> whacking people. With Wait, is, are, are we going to get a birthday party for July? I don't. You know what? Here here was my original idea. Is I I thought well maybe I'll travel down to San Francisco see see the Giants game on my birthday, but they're not in town on my birthday. Got it. Um. So we ended up getting a, a three bedroom exchange uh, for our timeshare down in Vegas. Oh, that'll be fun. In Vegas in July is that? I mean, well, I, it's gonna be hot as hell. But what idiot does that? This guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, we're taking the family down there. We got a Marriott, which is really cool. And it's right on the strip. Um, and so for my birthday this year, I finally, we're going to go see the Beatles. Cirque there you show. go. There you Love. go. I, I've been, every time we go there, I'm like, I want to go see it. I want to, it's about 120 bucks a ticket. But I thought this year for my 50th, that's what I'm doing. So, it, and Garth Brooks it. is going to be there too. So I might, might go see some Garth Brooks. Wow. That no, that'll mm. be a birthday to remember for sure. Yeah. Much absolutely. deserved uh for you. Your 50th year. What a this is 50, gonna be a man. good year. I just I feel it. I hope so. It's gonna be good for this show. Cross our fingers about the Giants. All of a sudden, Michael Conforto's gonna hit 350 with 30 bombs. <laughs> and he's gonna leave I'll take us. it. I'll take uh, it. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll take it, but then he won't be here next year. So and uh <laughs> and, and, and yeah, so uh no, it's gonna be good stuff. So we're done with the first show of the year. We'll be back next week, hopefully back on our Monday schedule uh, without the holidays. But sure. uh, no, this has been yeah. good. We, uh, I'm, uh, this leaves me with hope. This leaves me with uh, this leaves me fired up for us to have a good 2023. So, for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.